0: welcome back to the Heart Square podcast. So to celebrate International Women's Day this year we sat down and chatted to three members of the HeartSquare team to find out a bit more about them, their background and how they came to work in the IT and tech space. As you'll hear we also discussed their experiences of working within the IT and tech sector which is often a sector which can be seen as male-dominated and we discussed what we can do to encourage and inspire more women so without further ado we'll get straight into the episode we hope you enjoy hi leah lisa and joyce thanks so much for joining us on the heart square podcast today really appreciate you joining us on this and um, as you know we're going to have a bit of a chat kind of around your uh, career journeys into the technology sector and just in general about women in the tech industry and um, so before we get into um the podcast really. I, I hope you could just give us a really quick introduction into yourselves and um, yeah your role here at Heart Square. If I could start with you Joyce.
1: Yeah thanks Ellie. I'm Joyce Harmon and I'm Senior Client Relationship Manager at Heart Square.
2: Thank you and Leah. Hi I'm Leah Minette and I'm a Business Change Consultant at HeartSquare. Thanks Leah and Lisa.
3: Yeah thanks Ellie and I'm Lisa Wetnison. I'm a Senior Business Change Consultant. Uh, consultant at Hotsquare. Cool,
0: thank you. Um, so to be in, I guess, the podcast today, um, I hope you could tell us a bit more about your role here at Hotsquare, kind of what you do um, and how you came to be in this role and really what inspired you um, to, to work in the technology space, really. Um don't want to pick on anyone in particular, um, but if anyone wants to go first.
2: Oh, go on, then I will um thanks ellie um so i am at heart square i'm a business change consultant um so i work with a variety of clients on different projects um mainly at the moment working in a, on quite a big implementation but also working on things like partner selections and looking at business cases in terms of how i got here um i s- Spent about 20 years in the charity sector, so working what we would now consider client side. Um, and I started working in marketing and communications. So my entry into the tech sector was really through that, because as a marcoms manager, the first thing everyone wants is a new website. So that was my experience of working with tech partners um, and learning about how the tech industry worked. Um, and I found that I just really enjoyed it and one tech partner I worked with um, their head of user experience is a very close friend of mine still um, after about 15 years and he said when he met me he couldn't work out if I was actually a client or a member of staff so I think I was always destined this way so that's how I moved into the sort of tech area and as I worked with different charities I kind of went into digital and data transformation and, and got into very
1: much the project management side of things. Oh, thanks, Leah. And um, yeah, Joyce, you
0: could follow up on
1: that. Yeah. So my role is mainly is working with our clients. So very much a, sort of on an account management side of things, you know, helping them along with their, their technology projects. And but very much right at the start with helping them understand. What is it they need to do? What type of project do they need to do? You know, very much helping them develop that business case and understand what is the direction of travel and helping them make them those technology choices. So, but but I sort of came into this role from my background, yeah, like Leah, probably a good 20, 25 years ago, was very much within the life sciences and IT sector, Um looking around um, conferences and events around th- those topics. And then I gradually moved into uh, more the the IT sector and working for a, a Dynamics house, very much in a, in a sort of marketing and comms role, and then getting a lot more involved in that part of the organisation, in their non-for-profit clients. So then, from working with that, it then was a logical step. Then looking at the work that Heart Square did, and just focusing on the the NFP sector, that it was something that really you know appealed to me, and that's how I ended up moving here in, in that side. So it's yeah, it's been an interesting journey, seeing all the different sides of from being you know partner technology partner side to now being more on the client side of things. So that it gives me that really interesting angle um, from it, so, which is also makes it you know challenging but enjoyable.
0: Yeah, no, it's really great, and so you've got both those through those experiences, got both those viewpoints, which is really helpful, I guess, in in your role now, actually. Um, yeah, great, thank you for that. And uh, Lisa, I could finally come to you as well.
3: Uh, yeah, my um experience is is a little bit different. I I started off in a finance uh, financial sector. Um, before I I joined the NFP um, and I was working for an insurance company actually and um, it was only because there was a lot of things going on, there was always some large projects going on and um, just got selected and pulled on my strengths, my natural strengths that I had and um, ended up being a a business analyst in the first instance, moving on to project management and that's how um, I've I've come to, to this role today. Um, but I had uh, some great experiences being in the finance uh, sector, uh, had some great leaders. that I was able to work with both male and female, uh, luckily enough. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of red tape in the finance sector as well, um, especially in the large corporation that I was in. And um, so I was actually really looking forward to working in the NFP sector where there are still are controls. There's, there's still boundaries, but it was uh, a lot more fluid, um, more fast paced. I'd say, um, so that was really really exciting, um, but yeah. So I, I I moved into a membership organisation um, and I worked there and I was working as the head of PMO there um, based on my experience that I'd already had, um, and then eventually you know the membership organisation only needed me for a while, um, really to kind of get set up, and then I moved on into uh, the role that I'm doing today, which is, is this is change consultant, uh, and then working with. Uh, various uh, NFP organisations which is really exciting as well because it's not just uh, one area that you're working in and able to kind of share my experience across the breadth of of those organisations and and help them out which is which is great. Great
0: thanks for that Lisa Um, yeah, no, it's really great to hear sort of your journeys uh, that you've all taken and from obviously, different areas and um, sectors, actually. And something that, you know, I often see, and I'm sure you do as well, is around sometimes there's a conception or misconception, if you like, um, around that you need to be quite techie to be in the technology sector. Um, in your experience, do you think that is the case? Or um, or do you think that is a misconception and you perhaps don't need those specific techie um, backgrounds? To,
3: to work in their area? I'll jump in and say definitely not. Um, I think a lot of the job that we do personally working with different organizations is it's more around attitudes and behaviors um and uh doing the jobs that we do uh having to liaise with so many different uh, departments uh it's impossible to to know everything so i think we learn on the job as you go and you can you can acquire skills as you go along and you know as part of your own personal development you can definitely get into the more technical side of things um i'm not here for the technical side if i'm totally honest i'm here because Um, I I enjoy working with organisations, seeing them grow and and helping them on their their journeys. And uh, I think personally, I have the right skill sets to do that. And it's not necessarily the technical skills, but I enjoy working with the tech partners. It definitely interests me. Um, I definitely have learned a lot from them as well. But they are the experts um, uh, in, in their field. And as I say, I enjoy learning from them. But no, I don't think I necessarily need to be the expert there.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Lisa, I, yeah, absolutely, I, I agree with that as well. You know, you know, I'm not I'm not technical and definitely never pretend to be. But there is a big part of this role that, you know, we do have to have a good understanding of the technology, what's happening in the market, what you know, what things are changing, what the different, you know, technology partners are doing, so that when we're we're working with clients, we can have the conversations, you know, sensible conversations about how projects should run, the generally things that we see go right and go wrong in technology projects. So it's more that we don't have to be pure techies, because we're not, but that we do understand the concept and principles, you know, around it. And I think it's, it's having that level that it's a nice balance. Um, and, and equally as well, because I think one of particularly in my role, it's equally very important that we're not having technical conversations with people, because a lot of the people I'm talking about, we're talking to, they don't have technical backgrounds either. And they don't want to be intimidated by jargon. They want to understand what is this, project going to look like how much is it going to cost me or do we have resources and capacity to do it so it's having that technical understanding but not not using the jargon it actually it just works much better so definitely yeah for me you don't you don't need to be a a true techie techie to be able to to work within the space what we do
2: i i would completely agree with that Um, i think also within projects you learn about technology i think the important thing within projects for me is that when it does come to the techie point because quite often it will um it's having the ability to say okay i'll put these people together because i need to be in the conversation so i can understand what's going on but i actually need them to talk to each other because they're the experts um and that's something that i've experienced throughout my career is people saying Oh, well, you know, when I was in marketing, people go, oh, it's lovely. You get to be creative. And I go, no, that's what I pay the professionals to do. That's why you have a designer. They trained for it. They're not going to do it. And it's having that ability within it to understand enough about the technology to go, okay, let me put you with this other person. You can talk about it. We'll get over that issue. And it's about solving those things and moving forward. So, no, you don't. Identifying it. Good idea, though.
0: Great, thanks. No, that's, uh, it's good to sort of hear your thoughts on that and, you know, ultimately, as you say, I think it's, yeah, sort of gathering those transferable skills that you've gathered from sort of past roles and um, previous, uh, you know, different activities that you, you sort of bring into it. But having an awareness is obviously important to know what's going on and what they're talking about in certain conversations. And um, just, I guess, touching on something slightly different then is, you know, There are many sort of varying statistics out there about, you know, the proportion of women who hold roles in the technology sector and the industry. Um, And generally the consensus is that there's less women than compared to men. Um, But in your experience, do you think the technology and IT sector is male dominated? Um, Yeah. Just wanted to get your thoughts and experiences on that really.
2: Coming from the, Charity sector, I will happily say that I have worked in all women tech teams. Um, I was working for a um, military charity, um, which the central CRM was Salesforce. And there was a team of four of us all working within that team on, on that technology in one way or another. And all four of us were female. Um, and uh, organisation where I actually probably went into the digital data transformation properly at that point. The director who was leading it was female and she was hugely inspirational and worked for some incredible organisations. So my experience is within where I've worked, it's been mainly female. I would say, however, that working with tech partners, it has been noticeably more male. And I, I think that's, because I, I in many ways I probably come from the softer end of what you would call tech. Um when you get through to the tech partners and the developer side of things, I think it becomes much more male dominated there.
1: Yeah, um I, I can, yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely on the sort of pure technical techie side, it is very male dominated, absolutely and i would say that that is the same in the in you know the nfp sector and equally you know the commercial sector that that i've worked in in previously but definitely with regard to within sort of membership bodies and charities that, that you know we work with there is a lot more more high profile women in roles that involve discussions around technology and things like that about having discussions and making decisions about changing technology there's definitely a lot more women now than there was a couple of years ago um, so it's 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 definitely shifted a bit, but absolutely developers. It is quite rare that that we do come across female developers. That's kind of just the, the, the way the market is. But with regard to being a barrier, I've I've never really seen it as a barrier. I've never. It's not something that has ever you know caused me problems sort of in in the role and in what I do. But um, yeah, it's it, it is it is shifting a bit, but, but um maybe not as as much on the pure technical side.
3: Yeah, I would completely agree with everything that's been said. I, I, I definitely see it's very male dominated in the more development side of things, um, for sure. I'd say when you come to the client side, there's it's very much a mixture. There's a lot more women in leadership roles now as well who are making those decisions, like Joyce said. Um, but I think that's good because I think it, whether it's right or wrong, it brings a softness to to the the idea of what IT is like Leah says, we work on the softer side of IT, um, definitely, but I think that's just as important as it is getting the code in, Um, it's it's translating it, and I think that's a bit that's been missing in the past, which is getting buy-in and adoption of the users, et cetera, because all of that is massively important for a successful IT project um, and, and making sure that that's succeeded or otherwise it's not really going to be successful. So I think, yes, very much male dominated. Um, I have never experienced any issues with that on a personal level. I think that's because those people just play on those strengths. They just happen to be male. Um, I've just I have come across some female developers um, and in those technical roles, just just only a few, unfortunately. But I I don't think it personally, I haven't seen it make a difference to the outcomes uh, to the projects.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting as you say. It's good to see that you know there's more uh, sort of female leadership roles and the different roles within the projects. But it's interesting to hear kind of around the developer side, which is often interpreted perhaps as more techie, um, that that's potentially where there are um, sort of less females holding those roles um, really. And you know, obviously great to hear that, you know, it doesn't cause any barriers and any problems, why would it? But I think it's just about, you know, um, sort of that balance that's playing. Do you think those misconceptions around it being techie plays into that, or do you think there's other reasons why um perhaps it's not enough, you know, uh people don't see enough people like themselves in those roles, that kind of idea? don't know if you had any thoughts around that.
2: You could say that I think the, the, probably the misconception of techie is male will play to people thinking yeah women young women thinking this isn't for me and because we're human if we 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 identify so if we see someone like ourselves within a role or within a space we understand that we can actually live within that space as well and um I know there has been movement within tech industries, the more techie side to show diversity. And it's in reality, it's not just women, it's diversity in general that we're talking about. Um, And I think that needs to be a a positive way of of presenting people. And I think if people don't
1: see that, they don't necessarily think it's for them. Yeah, I think that that's a really good point as well, thinking about, you know, what do we mean by techie and working in the tech world and absolutely to your point so not appealing to some younger women but actually for people to understand that talking about working in the technology sector we all here work in the technology sector but we are not techie techies for that people to understand that what it means is there are other roles within the technology sector and that maybe that people are not aware of them. They wouldn't consider it because they think I can only work in the technology sector if I'm a, a, a true techie. And maybe that in itself is a barrier. to that education piece, but there are slightly different roles, you know, and people are just not aware of them.
3: Yeah, it comes down to education, doesn't it, at the end of the day. And I know that when I I talk about my roles to my friends and my family, they look at me and say, you work in IT. Uh, And they they question it every single time because, you know, they know me and they know that I'm not necessarily techie, no no more than any other uh, other person, really. So um, yeah, I, I I just think it's um it's it's more of an education. I think there's a perception that it's male dominated, and there's a which it is to a certain extent. But um, I think there's a perception that it's only males that really are interested in those roles, when actually it's much broader than just development.
4: But do you think that you guys have a a role to play in in kind of that education piece? Because I think it's re- I think you're absolutely right. It, it is about people seeing you know people seeing postholders, you know, women like yourselves in those roles, you know, we are very much involved in technology projects. That's what we were, you know, in the digital space, whatever you want to. And there is a natural assumption that therefore you have to be techie, etc. Do you think, do you think that, I don't know, it's nice hearing you say that you not, you haven't experienced difficulties, but do you feel like that you should, with the kind of the level of the conversations that at the moment, you almost should be out there kind of making the case for, you know, for educating people, for saying, you know, everyone, everyone come, everyone's welcome. Yeah, there's, there's room for everyone here.
3: Yeah, I think definitely, because I think we want to get good people into the technology uh, sector for sure. I, on a personal level, I actually go into schools and did uh, just last year uh, and they do a session which is guess my job. Um, and that's part of uh, really promoting different types of roles that there are out there for the children to aspire to. Um, because I know from my own personal experience, just being at school, it was you're either a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, you, you were a developer. Um, and there wasn't many other roles out there. So um, I, from a personal point of view, I'm actually quite keen to talk about these kind of roles um and as i say when i've spoken to friends and family in the past they're like what exactly do you do and they refer to me as um chandler bing from friends because he's the guy where everybody (laughs) never really knows what job he does so yeah i think we do have a responsibility i'm quite keen to kind of have a voice in in the area that i live and you know with the kids and children of our own etc to 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 promote that because i think it is important i think we all have a responsibility to to shout about it because it's a great industry to be in lots of opportunity
1: yeah i yeah definitely i think um i don't do anything as exciting as that i love that guess in my job um but i i think definitely we do you know we do lots of webinars and different things like that and but it's again showcasing you know somebody who's not technical being able to hold or have conversations with clients and people around technology this morning we ran a, a session around the benefits of a CRM but you've been able to showcase that, you know, you can have those conversations and that there's different avenues and things that you can look at within technology. And I think, um, you know, sharing more of that kind of stuff out there is, is a really, really good and really positive thing to do. But I think it's also as well, educating as well that you don't have to necessarily have gone, you know, at university that you, you know, you studied anything related to technology. I mean, I'm a qualified nutritionist. That's actually what my background is, you know, and now I'm working. Working in this sector, but through the skills I've learned over the years and different things I've done, I've been able to transition into it. So, also education in that you don't have to have started from day one thinking this is where I want to go. There is opportunities that if you do want to, you can still move into this sector as well. And I think that's a something that people don't really think. They think I have to have always been focused on wanting to get into technology. Just to say, when I started, I was I was going to be a nutritionist, and that slightly changed since then.
2: Yeah, I'd absolutely agree with both of you. I I do think. Education and people understanding and, and being seeing it as an opportunity is absolutely right. Um, and mentoring people in it. And I, I I I pick up on the thing that Joyce said about where you start isn't actually necessarily where you go. So you know I did English theatre at university, which isn't useful for a great deal at all. Um, <laughs> but you know it, it gave me experiences, and I, I think making sure that there is the opportunity that we can go out and and tell people about the sector we work in and what we do. Um, I think it's highly important to to everyone. Um, and that people understand that you don't have to pigeonhole yourself. You don't have to be a techie, you don't have to be an arts person, you can be all of them if you want to be. Do you think? Um, do you think
4: do you think that uh, you know, you know, Heart Square, you know, Clear course uh, Do you think there's more that we could or should be doing to to give you that platform, actually, yeah, to give you that voice? Because we've got, you know, Heart Square's got a reach. Lisa, like you say, you talk about talk about the the local things you're doing, which are fantastic. It's whether we, you know, we have a good presence within the sector that we, you know, we're, we're well known, we have a good reputation, um, we have a good reach. So yeah, do you think there are other other things that we could be doing to to help? like I say, to, just to give you that platform, really, to to get the message out there and, and work on that educational piece?
3: I think definitely there's opportunities that we could definitely do that more. Um, I personally would definitely want to be involved in things like that, because I think it's just important, you know, just we're women here today, apart from yourself, Rob, but, uh, you know, just as empowering women uh, and letting them know that there's opportunities for them in the the tech industry, et cetera, I think it's yeah, I, I think we all have a responsibility to do that and promote that for
1: sure. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also um because, you know, with you know, we're a consultancy practice and there is a lot of women within our consultancy practice. And it is about showcasing that fact and all of the skills that we all have and all of the different backgrounds that we all have come from as well. Um I don't know exactly what it is we should be how we should do it, but I definitely think there is there is more we could do. Yeah, definitely.
4: Interesting. I get because the the challenge for me, for us in that respect, is is getting the balance right between wanting to give you that platform without actually, it's almost without making kind of highlighting the the inequality or whatever it might be. Do you know what I mean? It's like, do you want to make a thing of it or not? And it's difficult to know which side of that line to go, Um, because obviously the ideal in any area where there are inequalities, where you want to improve inclusivity and diversity and stuff is actually... The, the ultimate goal is is that it's no longer a conversation piece. Yeah. You know? So but interesting for me to, to hear from you is around the interest is in hearing around kind of where you think we are on that journey. Because we want to be at a place where, you know, anyone sees any of us on screen and they don't see a man, a woman, you know, they don't see a, a skin colour, anything along those lines. It, it's irrelevant. We're just a personal voice. Um so yeah, so the challenge for us is to figure out what how, how far we need to be pushing at this time. Um hence, yeah, interested to see, hear what you think about that.
2: I wonder if it's less about a, a sort of using it as an educational moment and more about celebration. Yeah. Um, if, if you see what I mean by the difference of that, um, it's, it's a celebration of women within the tech industry and how we all work together and support each other. Um, Uh, uh, it's kind of a nuanced way of of how do you look at this so the military charity I worked with did a specific um recruitment careers event for women leaving the military over 50 women in employment and that had an incredible response because it's it's actually something that is incredibly difficult for them but it was more about um bringing women together who could talk together and celebrate what was different, but what was also um, transferable and what was also the same with whoever we are within within the industries. I don't know if that made any sense, but kind of
4: no, no, slightly
2: half-formed.
4: <laughs> it's it's celebrating the fact that we're equal rather than like you say, yeah, just just talking about the the fact that there's a perceived difference. It's that kind of idea, isn't it? Yeah. Um and yeah, and then and then it rolls into just the fact that you are out there, you know, doing your thing day in, day out, being visible, being known, being, you know, uh <clears throat> being being yeah, like I say, visible out in the sector both in delivery of your services, when we're running webinars, when we're talking on a podcast like this, is the fact of you doing it enough? Maybe that's the question. Is the fact that you're doing all of this stuff enough or should Heart Square be seeking to do more?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting because I think for me, what I really hate is, you know, these messages that are put out there going, oh, aren't we great? Look, we've got all these women you know we've got this you know I just it's that app just puts me off completely oh aren't we a wonderful company we've got five women staff it shouldn't be about that it's to Leah's point it should be about celebrating it shouldn't be about we're filling a quota it shouldn't be about there's a challenge with women in tech so therefore look at us we're great because we've all been employed because of our skills and that's what it should be about and to, that's something I'm very passionate about people should be in roles because they're the right person for that role but they shouldn't be put off because there's a perception about the sector is very male dominated or things like that. So very much more, to, yeah. At least point, focusing on the celebration rather than we're doing this because it's a good piece of PR. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff that yeah. puts me off. But I'm sure you know the, the other women on this call puts off. There's there's just nothing worse than that. So it's finding that balance because
4: yeah, that undermines it all, right? If, it, if it's if it looks like tokenism. Yeah, 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 absolutely.
3: Joyce is just starting my thunder on that, but yeah, completely. It's, it should be about whether you're male or female, it shouldn't be it, it, the color of your skin or anything your ethnicity. It should actually be about you know the job that you enjoy, the skills that you bring, the attitudes and behaviors as well, and like if you fit that role, um, and you know do, doing the best that you can. But I think we can definitely, you know, I'm I'm a big advocate anyway. I think you know there's obviously children uh, around me all the time, and it's just making sure that they're aware of opportunities that there are for them in the future so I always talk about my job as well because it's it's less known whereas on you know if you look at tv and the media it's always portrayed about those those jobs you know it's it, being a policeman or or a nurse and again those traditional roles etc and there's there's uh, apart from I think it Ricky Gervais did uh the, uh the the office uh maybe that was kind of tech um there's not a huge amount uh you know really in the media space which is you know massively influential that that talks about this so I think um yeah I think our presence is probably enough uh for, for sure and I think it's great we 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 have like a good balance but it shouldn't be whether it's a male or a female there it should be about promoting the job and you know and how we you know how we actually um not we benefit but how the clients benefit from our skills and expertise Um, in in their journeys
0: yeah thank you no I think that's a
3: you know purchase of time as well a really
0: great point to um, round up on really that you know it's it should be around your skills and your you know what you bring to the role and how you deliver um, the role and things like that but uh, I definitely think and agree with you all in terms of you know There should be a bit more awareness around what sort of roles there are out there in the tech sector. And it's not just developers and things like that. Um, There's lots of other ways that you can sort of be involved and being part of it. And there's lots of transferable skills from other roles which can help you do that. Um, So, yeah, just wanted to thank you all for um, joining us on our podcast today. Really appreciate you taking the time and um, having a bit of a chat with us on this topic today. So, um, yeah, really appreciate it. So thank you again. hope you enjoyed this episode to celebrate international women's day and to find out a bit more about our team and their experiences so if you did enjoy it be sure to leave us a review and better still subscribe so you get notified of the latest episode don't forget as always you can follow us on linkedin and twitter by searching at HeartSquare, where you'll find loads more content on the themes of leadership digital culture and capability we look forward
3: to seeing you on the next episode